We're talking about the law of increase. And like I said, when I was away, you talked about the law of giving. And I believe Evangelist Kobus gave you the different kinds of giving. I believe you went through the offering to tithing, to seed giving, all this type of giving. Uh, sacrificial giving and first fruits. Wow, he did one all in one session. I, I, I would have done it each on a session, maybe. But I'm thankful that he did that. Because you need to understand that increase is not the, a function of wishing that you increase. For you to increase, you need to position yourself for increase. And a matter of fact, a child cannot grow if he is not fed. Hallelujah. There will be a form of growth that will be displayed when he's born, but if he's not fed, that form of growth will fail. Hallelujah. In the first few hours of his birth, if he's not drinking milk or taking fluid, there is a problem. Something will happen. Hallelujah. Even the skin color will change. Things will start to shift inside of him because the child is not well nourished. So in the law of increase, there are things that need to take place in order for us to grow. You see, Christians are wishing to grow. They are even praying to grow. But growth is not a function of prayer. No. Growth is not a function of prayer. Yes, prayer is very important. But growth is not a function of prayer because prayer, prayer does not feed your soul. No, what feeds your soul is called the food of the word. So prayer is entertaining your relationship with God, but for you to grow in the spirit, you need to eat something. That's why you see prayer warriors that behave like junk. Why? Uh, because they are praying, but they don't take time to feed and nourish they soul, therefore, they pray and make them think that they are strong, but they are weak. Wow. Hallelujah. Have you realized that God himself is not praying, but he's strong? Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. So, so prayer is important because it keeps the flame of your relationship with God going. Prayer shifts things around. Prayers have the ability to bring the future into the present. Because there are some situations you need to pray in order to open the gates of heaven for this thing to be ushered to you. You, you know there are some doors that are closed and through prayer God opens the door. Because prayer strengthens the hands of the ministering being of that God sent. So you need to understand those dimensions. So you need to increase. You see, if you, have, if you are doing something and you don't grow, there is a problem. Yes, any person that does not grow, there is a problem. They call some dwarf because they don't grow. They are human beings, but something is lacking. Hallelujah. So, 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 so giving, as the evangelist preached to you, is part of a kind of growth. Because a, a person that is matured in the spirit has no problem with giving. Only a spiritual babe has a problem with giving because he's holding on what he has like a child. You see, if you give a toy to a child, he will hold on, not wanting to share it because of his inability to understand that a toy is not the whole life. 
So, so when you have a pattern of, of, of discussing giving and you don't have the, 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 the desire to give or you don't want to give, you are a child in the spirit. Because the grown-up knows how to release in order to get back. I hope I'm talking to somebody this morning. Hallelujah. So I want to take something. Before I go into what I want to say, I want to implement one other aspect of what the evangelist said concerning the law of seed. Because he talked to you about financial seed. But I need to talk to you about other seed too. Hallelujah. Because there are financial seed that need to be applied when we talk about finance. But there are Areas of your life where there need to be also seed. And if those seeds are not uh, uh, properly sown, you will not have longevity in the kingdom. You will die without having people to take on the inheritance. Hallelujah. So seed does not just benefit you. Seed is a statement for your future. Hallelujah. You know the law of seed. Seed carries the life of, uh, of, of, of species. So it means if, if it's a, a, a certain kind of being need to survive, they need to continue for seed. Hallelujah. So it means that if, a, if, if you need to have a baby, there need to be a seed. Human being carry on living or the, the human race carries on by the transfer of seed. Animal kingdom carry on by the transfer of seed. When there is no transfer of seed, the generation will cease. So seed is important because seed carries a life. Say so seed carries a life. And you know, the most amazing thing about seed is that, 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 that the continuity of a generation does not only depend on the seed, but depend on the ground in which the seed is sown. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. The problem might not be the quality of seed, but the problem might be with the womb that receives the seed. Yes, yes. Uh, listen, a man like Abraham, like I said, that not I'm going to, I want to just enhance something on what the evangelist says. A man like Abraham carried seed. The Bible says that the Bible, God told him that in your seed, the nation of the earth will be blessed. Now, Abraham took that seed and sown that seed into Agar, and the seed reproduced Ishmael. Although it was the seed of Abraham. The problem was not with the seed, but the problem was the womb. A right seed in the wrong womb. My problem is, who did you get in bed with? Yes. Yes, because the person you get in bed with will, 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 will shape the outcome of your seed. Mm -hmm. Look, Abraham took the same seed, gave it to Sarah, and who came? Isaac. Hallelujah. You see, the, the, the children, uh, there, there, there is something that, let me, let me go on. And... The children of Lot, the children of Lot, after uh, Sodom and Gomorrah was destroyed and Lot fled with his children and the wife was turned into a pillar of salt uh, because she could not disengage from the pleasure of Lot of Sodom and Gomorrah uh, because she was running away but her uh, 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 feeling were backward. 
So she looked back and she was transformed into a pillar of salt. You know the story. Now when they went, the daughters of Lord says that we want children. Amen. We want children. But there is no one to give us seed except our father. They organized to sleep with their father. The seed was right, but the womb was wrong. Hallelujah. So they slept with their father, and, 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 and the seed that they got was wrong. The, the womb was wrong. Therefore, the seed could not reproduce after what God has planned. You see, in life, whoever you associate with is very important. Yes, 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 yes. Don't take it like, we're not talking about rejecting people. But when it comes to destiny, you need to know which kind of womb you need to associate with. Yes, because there are some womb that will destroy what God is doing in your life. Now, I'm not talking about hating them or rejecting them. I'm talking about things that are sacred and things that are, that, that are holy to you. Don't play it around with people that are not at the level of understanding of what God is doing in your life. Otherwise, I will destroy what God is doing in your life. That's why you don't need to fight with everybody because some people are put on your way to destroy what God is doing in your life and they'll come with silly ideas to make you angry. Refuse to be angry. Refuse. Refuse. Why? Because, because they are not there to help you. They are there to pull you back. And they are not doing it on purpose, but there is a kind of anointing that they receive to bring you down. There are some anointing that will lift you up. There are some anointing that will bring you down. Hallelujah. So you need to know that as a human being, you don't need uh, to buy into whatever people do. So there are some seed in you. The seed of time. Where do you sow your time? It's a seed. It will reproduce. The seed of time. The seed of the world. Where do you give your word to? What do you say? What do you talk about? These are seeds that you are sowing. And, and people are surprised because things are not going well. But what kind of seed were you sowing? And who were you getting in bed with? Hallelujah. In the Bible, people got into bed with their own person. And they reproduce the wrong men. The father didn't change. But the change of the mother changed the outcome of the seed. Hallelujah. So it's not just the quality of your seed. It's where you put your seed. Now, Jesus, in the book of Matthew, chapter number 13, says something. He said, a sower went out to sow seed. And the same seed, listen, the, the bag of seed that he has were the same quality of seed. And he said, the seed fell on different ground. On rocky, around, uh, by the wayside, uh, on phony bush, and uh, on good ground. And he says that they reproduce, those who fell on the funny ground didn't reproduce. Some grew and died. One was snatched by, by, by the birds, and one was choked by the 
phones and one that was on the good ground yet reproduced less than some. But the problem was not with the seed. The problem was the environment in which the seed was sown. Because he said the seed is the word of God. So the word of God does not have a problem. The problem is who receives the word of God? Which heart receives the word of God? Because the same word of God can be preached to different people, but one will get the revelation of it and be transformed completely. My question this morning is, who do you get in bed with? Who entertains your emotions? Yes. yes. Who gives you pleasure? Hallelujah. So you need to learn the law of seed, that everything you do in life is a sowing. Yes. The Bible says you shall reap. He does not talk about money. He's talking about everything. He says you sow to the flesh, you shall reap flesh. So, so your sowing, like I said, the evangelist talked to you about the money, which is, which, which is important, but I just want to add another dimension. Because if you sow the money without sowing what accompanies the money, you will be frustrated. Hallelujah. There are some things in life that we do, and uh, it catches up with us because they are seed that we sow. Hallelujah. And I will say, honor your father and your mother and shall live long in the land I've given you. So if you see, sow the seed of disobedience, guess what? It will catch up with you. Some of you, you don't know why your children are not respecting you. Go back. Did you respect your parents? The thing that you were saying about your father today, your children are saying it about you. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. How you are behaving with your mother today, your daughter is behaving with you like that. And, 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 and instead of keeping your eyes on the person, sometimes the person is doing himself, but sometimes it's sowing. Instead of keeping your eyes on the person, ask God what kind of seed I've been sowing when I was young. And give me grace to be able to curse those trees by the root so that they may die in order for me not to eat the fruit. Because you need to understand that every seed bears fruit. And fruit are meant to be eaten and the seed to continue. So what you are eating today might be the result of a seed that is sown. Ah, don't come to me with your thing that I know I'm a new creation, but why did you sow the seed in the first place if you are a new creation? New creation are not sowing wrong seed to justify things. New creation sow seed of a new creation, not seed of a flesh. As much as God is merciful, there, there are laws of nature that we can't escape. I, I, if you go on this building and you jump, I bet you, you'll break your leg. Why? Because you've broken a law. If you stand in front of a driving car, it will hit you. And you might die. Although you are anointed because you are stupid. You know what I mean? Because anointing does not make you wise. No, no, no. It's a relationship with the Lord that makes you wise because the Holy Ghost teaches you the thing. Hallelujah. Some people are anointed but stupid. You need to know that. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. 
So, so, so if you want an increase in the, in the anointing, guess what? Sow your seed in the Holy Ghost. Spend time with the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Pray in a known tongue. If you want to grow spiritually, read the word. Pray to water what you have read. Sow the right seed. If you want people to love you, don't anger them. You don't hear what I'm saying. Some people are just, just irritating. <laughs> Hallelujah. So we need to understand that we are dimensioning the spirit. Dimensioning the spirit. What you give birth to is a function of your seed sowing. Greatness cannot be birthed on the altar of wishing. It's birth on the altar of seed. If you see men of God that are moving in the power of the Holy Ghost, it's because they sow the seed of time with the Lord. And it's not things that just are born out of imaginary thinking, but are born out of things that are sown. Can, 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 can you understand what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So, 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 if you want your wife to respect you, sow the right seed in her. Yes, I see husband that say, my wife has no respect for me. I say, what kind of seed have you sown? Unless she's demon possessed, which we need to do a deliverance for that. But if you sow the right seed, she will come up with the right fruits. I have a teaching on that. I say the woman was formed in the garden, the man was not. Remember when man was formed, man was formed in Eden, but not in the garden of Eden. When man was formed, God planted a garden and put men in the garden. But the woman was formed in the garden is a picture of that the woman is a soil. So, 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 so whatever you want in the woman, a man has a mission to sow. That's why the man carries the seed. If to give a child you need to give her your seed, why do you think good behavior does not come from you? Yes. Yes. It means you can take a woman and shape her the way you want to, according to the seed you sow in her. Women are not rebellious. It's the one that works with the woman that makes her rebellious. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's how God made women. He made them to receive. That's why he said, oh, they like gift. It's their nature. That's how they are. Because that's how God made them. He made them as a garden. So if you want roses in your garden, just plant the seed of rose. Uh, if you want strife, just, just, just push her to the limit. You will see. As quiet as she can become, she push her to the limit. When she has enough, she will show you that she has enough. And when men cannot handle it, they become violent. That's the weakness. Because violence does not solve things. What solve things is to apply the right force, which is sowing the right seed of love and caring and understanding and to shape that woman into what you want to. I hope somebody hear me this morning. So, 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 so there is a law of seed. Say the law of seed. I'm trusting that God will give you grace. Hallelujah. Amen. You want a promotion, be on time at work, do your work well. You are sowing. And then when there is spiritual thing, we can pray for that and move it. But if you are not sowing the right thing and you come for prayer, it's witchcraft. 
If you want us to lay hands on you so that you can get the promotion that you are a lazy person, it's witchcraft. And we are not in the business of witchcraft. We are not witch doctors. You are the last to arrive at work and you are the first to leave. And you are the last, you are the first to be on your computer to play the games and then you come to church. And then you come to church, you want a promotion. You say, it's been 10 years, I don't have a promotion. What you've been doing in your computer? What are you showing in your work? Yes. I say yes. Be diligent in what you are doing. Give yourself over to what you are doing and the Lord will lift you up. It's a just God. It's not unjust. Seed. I'm finished with that one. <laughs> Praise the air. I'm glad. <laughs> thank you, Holy Spirit. Say thank you, Holy Spirit. You know, I was with a pastor in Ivory Coast, and uh, I spoke. I spoke like all things are possible. I called an altar call for prayer and people came and when I stood in front of them, I said, you are all healed. And then they were looking at me, I said, no, you are healed. And, we look, and I went to a woman that has a stroke and one side is dead. She can't hear, she, she can't speak, her mouth is twisted. So I said, ma'am, I want to take you as an example. I said, you are healed. I gave her the mic, she heard, she spoke. Before I pray for her. Ah, you guys were there. She spoke. And she heard, and the rest understood they were healed. Now, this Sunday, I was in the car with the pastor. He was taking me to the reception because they wanted to feed us a bit. So when we're in the car, they phoned him, and they say one of his members in another congregation has collapsed. The person has fallen and uh, gone unconscious. The pastor took the phone, he prayed. He said, in the name of Jesus, be healed. And he said to the parent, I have prayed. The person is healed. Don't worry anymore. I said, that sound like me? <laughs> Feel like somebody has been under my teaching for the day, for a few days. And before I, he phoned me, he said, Pastor, you have impacted my life. <laughs> you know what was funny? We spent the whole afternoon together. He never phoned them to ask, how is she doing? He told them, I have prayed. She is fine. You take care of the rest. Ah! Hallelujah. So I'm going to talk about a few other laws for today. I'm talking about in the law of increase, I want to talk about the law of not giving If you give up, you will not go. Say the law of not giving up. You see, I won't have time to go into the scriptures because I know there is a religious thing that says if you don't read the scripture, you are not preaching. But I think I'm preaching. Hallelujah. So there was a story between uh, Elisha and a certain king. And before Elisha dies, 
The king came to him and started to scream, my father, my father. And Elisha said to him, take your bow and your arrows, open the window, and throw your arrow. Do you remember that story? Yes. Don't remember it, Google it. <laughs> Aye, it's clear. So, <laughs> so Elisha threw the arrow, and uh, the, uh, the, the king threw the arrow because Elisha put his hand on the hands of the king. And then when he said to the king, take the arrow and strike the ground. And the king went and strike the ground how many times? Three times and stopped. And Elisha said, why did you stop? Why did you stop? Now, when I read that scripture, I was kind of perplexed. I said, but what is wrong with Elisha? I mean, you never told him how many times I must do it. He just told him, strike the ground. Hallelujah. No, 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 no. I tell you, honest. come, come, come. Hallelujah. Give, give me a cloth. Give me a cloth. Now, I come, I say it. And that's it. Take this cloth. Strike the chair. He stopped. Do you know why he stopped? Because I didn't give him any instruction. So, in the human understanding, the king was right. But Elijah rebuked him. And I never understood why. Until the Holy Ghost revealed to me. And I said to the Lord, why did Elisha, why did he get angry? Because you could have done it five or six times or whatever, but now you have done it three times and only three times you will overcome and these people will come after. You would have destroyed them if you didn't stop. And I said to the Holy Spirit, why was he angry? And the answer was simple. The Holy Spirit says, the one that told him to strike never told him to stop. So when God tells you to do something, unless he asks you to stop and you stop, you fail. Can, can you get what I'm saying? So the mistake of a king was to take the instruction and not listen to the one that gave the instruction to end. He started well, but he failed to listen to the one that told him to start. So he stopped because he thought he was tired, but he was supposed to hold on. Now, some of you are here, and the Lord asks you to do something. You have been doing it, you don't see a result, and you want to quit. Did he ask you to quit? Why are you quitting? So many people are quitting because they are tired or they don't see the outcome of what they are doing. I mean, striking the ground. What is the thing with striking the ground? I'm talking about killing my enemy. You say strike the ground. But then you can go further. The enemy will not come flying. The enemy will come either riding on a horse on the ground or walking on the ground. There are no airplane. So, the battle was linked to the ground. So for you to overcome, you need to subdue the ground. 
So you need to go to the root of a battle in order to win the battle. If thought it was just a mere exercise, he didn't know that Elisha was taking him to the root of victory. Strike the ground. Strike when you overcome the ground, the enemy will be overcome. There are issues in your life that God asks you to do things that are not connected to what you ask him. God will give you instruction that has nothing to do with what you are asking him. And sometimes you don't pay well careful to those instructions because for you it's like madness. And sometimes you give up because you feel that you are not seeing the results. And God is saying, when I ask you to do something, and I have not told you to stop. Continue until I tell you to stop. Can I get an amen? amen? You continue until God says, stop. Hallelujah. Amen. I say you continue until God says, stop. Because if you don't continue, increase will not come. I say increase will not come. Some of you are tired at your work. You want to resign, but did God tell you to resign? Or is it your frustration that is leading you to resign? Because sometimes you can be moved by frustration. And frustration is not a good counselor. Listen to me. Frustration is not a good counselor. Frustration is a bad counselor because frustration has to do with your flesh. I'm dropping everything. I'm going. Who told you to go? <laughs> because you are frustrated. You are frustrated. Some people that I'm talking to sitting here are frustrated. They don't want to go to work anymore. Not only the boss frustrates them, but the environment frustrates them. They don't want to see it anymore. They are frustrated. I'm <laughs> So, so, so frustration has cornered you to make decisions. There are some people that wanted to leave a job. They came to me. I said, don't leave it. They said, but I can also hear from God. I said, God, hear. Yeah. You are hearing from your frustration. <laughs> Sometimes it's better to be outside of a situation in order to hear. Sometimes you hear better when you are not in the situation. That's why you need somebody that is not going through what you are going through in order to help you hear because your hearing has been tempered with by your situation. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Say, don't give, up. don't give up. Don't give up, don't give up, don't give up. I have seen that many times in my life. I've seen the Lord doing things. And sometimes... You are at the door of your breakthrough when you turn your back. Yes. Sometimes you turn your back at the door of your breakthrough. You, you want example? It's in the book of Numbers chapter 13. The children of Israel turn their back at the door of the breakthrough. They've been journeying for how long until they came to the gate of the promised land. And then confronted with the reality of the promised land, they decided... We don't want to get in. But God never told them to turn me back. And this morning I'm here to tell you, continue. I say continue. 
Say to your neighbor, neighbor, continue. Say, neighbor, it's not time to give up yet. You need to continue. You need to continue to do what God has called you to do. Even if you don't see the result, you still continue because you haven't heard a voice that tells you stop. So you continue. Even if they don't get healed, you continue. Even if you don't get, they don't get saved, you continue. Even if you give them counseling and they end up in group care, you continue. Whatever you do, and you continue until God says stop. That's the secret. See, that's the secret. There's no such a thing in the kingdom. I'm tired of this. I don't want to do it anymore. Who sent you in the first place? And whose power are you using? Bible says, does not go weary nor slumber, the redeemer of your soul. So if the one working in you, your tiredness is just a flesh ability. You just need to get out of that and say to the Lord, I continue. I say, I continue. continue. Look, look in the book of Joshua, chapter number six. The people of Israel, God gave them a very important assignment. They wanted to take over Jericho. And God has said to Joshua, see, I have given you Jericho. You understand? God says, see, I have given you Jericho, but Jericho, you're still secured. And the Bible says to them, he said, walk around it, Jericho, six times. One every day for six days. We came to war. You say we must walk. Well, these people, they have arrows, they have, you say we must walk. And we must walk around the walls. No, if they throw arrows. But they walked. Remember, I've been, by God's grace, I've been in the area of Jericho and I understood you, 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 you. If God had told us here, Uh-uh. I said, mm, I have respect for you, but this one, I don't think it's God. Does not make sense. Walk around a city from morning till evening. Your feet are swollen, but you are preparing for war. <laughs> you walk around. And the more you walk, the more nothing happens. And he said, don't make noise. It means that be silent. Don't voice your frustration. Keep quiet to yourself because if you can talk to one another, you you discuss the issue. So he said, keep. (laughs) Like Bazaronis. Now, (laughs) when something is going wrong, they find a group of people that can discuss with did you understand what happened at church today? It's me, I don't understand. Ah, I was having the same thing. Confirmation. <laughs> no, God said, you keep quiet because your mouth can take you out of provision. Yes. Hey, and so you walk. This will walk. Hmm. They get home, they sleep. Morning. Yesterday was so tiring. I don't know if today we can start maybe at nine. Because <laughs> that thing is too early, man. Ah, right, well now, let's go. The ark is in front of them. Quiet. They do it for six 
peace. No results. The instruction was carry on. He said, on the seventh day, I will allow you to voice. But he said, on the seventh day, you do it seven times. Now, my question is, if every day they did it until noon, How far should they be on the last day to finish on time and overtake? Ah, you never thought of that. Because it took you the whole day to walk once. On the last day, he said you do it seven times. So it will take you seven days on the seventh day. <laughs> you don't understand what I'm saying. Uh, so it means that on that day, it was not human strength anymore. It means that six, the number six means the strength of men. So on six days, they have emptied themselves from their humanity. Ah, and on the day of the Lord, on the seventh day, where the Lord rested, ability came. They turned around that city seven times like they were flying. Oh, all the tiredness was gone and all the complaints were gone because now they were not on human resources anymore. They were on God's resources. You know, before, sometime before you see God, you need to die to yourself. Hey, 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 hey. Before you see the move of God, you need to empty yourself from yourself. Because when you are full of yourself, you can't see God. That's why Isaiah only saw God the year Uzziah died. Because Uzziah was a king that ruled over them. When Uzziah was removed, the human strength was removed and Isaiah saw Sometimes you need to strike yourself, empty yourself from yourself. And on the seventh day, they did it seven times, and they were on time for the falling of the walls. And God said, You shout. And listen, these people are tired, but when they were shouting, it was a roar of a lion. <laughs> I studied a, something that, that, that blew my mind, the power of sounds. And they, how they show that with sound, you can break, you can make a wall explode. But the sound uh, must be a focused sound on a certain uh, place of the wall that will explode the wall. Sound can cause explosion. So when they were shouting, <laughs> it was even scientifically they could prove that that the shout could laugh the walls. But it was not a human shout. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because you can shout with your voice or you can shout the voice of the Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can minister in your strength or you can minister in the strength of the Lord. Yes, yes, you can impress people with your, your word or you can, or God can touch them. Amen. Hallelujah. So, so, so when they did that, God took over on the seventh day. I wonder all the time, why was the seventh? Why was the seventh? Why was the seventh? Because God told me on the seventh day, although I rest, I work. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, people think on the seventh day, God is... <sighs> no, no, no. <laughs> seventh day is the day of impartation. Where God ushered himself into human being. Yes. Hallelujah. So when you saw the walls collapse, but listen, the key was not to stop. 
Mm -hmm. If they walk for five days and they stopped, they wouldn't overcome Jericho. If they walk for six days and they stop, they wouldn't overcome. On the seventh day, if they walk six times, they wouldn't overcome. They have to walk seven times, and if they didn't shout, they wouldn't overcome. They followed the instruction until the end, and when they performed everything, God moved. Don't stop. Don't stop. I said, don't stop. Some of you here are tired. Don't stop. It's a lie from Satan. Don't stop. Even if you have to crawl, don't stop. Even if you have to, oh, if you have to wallow in the mud, don't stop. Even if they can put you in hospital, if they can put you in the hospital, but while you are busy struggling, you say, God is my healer. Don't stop. They can do whatever they want. You can even come from the funeral and still worship him. And don't stop. Don't stop. Don't stop. The bank can send you a letter. Don't stop. SARS can be after you. Don't stop. Uh, because nothing can make you stop unless you decide to stop. You are unstoppable. Amen. If you don't go weary in what you are doing, at the end you shall reap. Don't stop. Tell your neighbor, don't stop. 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 Go today and say to that thing, I'm not stopping. I'm not stopping. I'm not stopping. I'm moving on. I'm not stopping. I'm not discouraged. The Lord is with me. He's my strength. He's my banner. I'm not stopping. 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 Some of you say, ah, I'm trusting God. I'm praying for me to be able to pray. Stop that prayer. It will not work. Because you don't pray to pray. You just pray. If you want to read your Bible, just read. Stop that stupid thing. My flesh, the devil. Which one? <laughs> Which one? <laughs> Hallelujah. Say the law of not giving up. Woo. The law of not giving up blend in with the law of instruction. Because if you have, if the law, if you have a law of instruction, you will not give up. If you understand that God gives instruction for your own interest, you will not give up because God is not in to, 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 to kill you. Hallelujah. And you need to understand, I want to finish today so that next Sunday I can start something else because even just go finish it actually. Uh, the law of gradual increase. Gradual increase. It means that in the law of increase, you will not increase overnight. Yes. Even when you thought you increased overnight, it took a process. And you were not aware of the process. So there is a law of gradual increase. The reason what is killing people is that they want to increase overnight. You know, and I told you there is a difference between growing and swelling. Uh, yes, yes, yes. Because overnight you can swell. And you think you are big, but you are sick. <laughs> so growth is consistent and healthier. Swelling is overnight and unhealthy. I mean, if you wake up tomorrow, you are double your size, you must worry. Yeah. Hallelujah. I mean, something is wrong with you. Let me read you this scripture. The first scripture I'm going to read. Proverbs 13, verse 11. Can we go there? Proverbs 13, 11, then we'll be finishing. Proverbs 13, 11. Thank you, Holy Spirit. It says, wealth gained by this by this on, dishonesty will be diminished, but who gather by labor will increase. You that are playing Lotus. 
All those funny things were playing to get rich. Lot of players. You didn't play, you don't get rich, Majesty. I don't know why Christians put their faith on lotos. Horses. <laughs> Bet on horses. God gave a principle since the beginning. It's called work. Yes. Yes. If you are here and you play lotto, please stop. I'm begging you. You are going to a casino, please stop. It's not, it's not worth you. It's not God. Somebody said, show me a scripture. Jesus never played lotto. <laughs> That's my scripture to you. And you do what Jesus did. <laughs> I see Jesus in a casino. <laughs> Which Jesus are you serving? When people want to mess up and say, show us a scripture, your good sense must tell you. Sense must tell you that Christians don't do those things. I know some of you are playing, but I need to tell you to stop because that's why you are not increasing. I know they have this is a worldly system. I'm not talking about against the world system, I'm talking about the world system coming into the church. We're stopping it from the church. Yes. 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 Some will say, so if they put a lot of money in the offering, you will not take it. If they tell me, I will tell them not to put it in. <laughs> if I don't know, I don't know. But if you want lotto and you come and tell me, don't put it. I don't want that money. I don't want it. What shall you profit a man to win the whole world and lose his soul? <laughs> Rather die broke than die rich and go to hell. <laughs> I've seen people selling their souls to the devil for money, for nothing. Christians are ready for money, for everything to get money. Yeah. Oh, brother, money answers everything. There is no scripture even. Money answers everything. Who? I don't want to say who told. <laughs> I'll show you where money does not answer. <laughs> Go to the hospital. This dying patient that they say it's finished, we can't do anything. You can be a billionaire, you will still die. So money does not answer everything. God answers everything. Now, when Solomon was talking about uh, money answers everything, he was talking in the mentality of human being. He was saying that how human think. He was not saying that what God says. You guys think God says that. How can God say money answers everything and disqualify himself from answering you? When he said you cannot serve to God, mammon and ayah, let me, let me. I've seen family destroyed because of this loto and this uh, gambling thing. And they gamble until they gamble their mouth out with cigarette and all this nonsense. I'm back. Yeah. I won't play. I won't play. I, won't. I know one day I will stand before Jesus. 
And you tell me, what did you teach them? I say, I, told, I, didn't, I couldn't talk about Lotto because many people were playing in the church. What? Stop it. And if you are not happy about that, bye-bye. Yes. Yes. If you don't agree with that, I say, I don't agree. I don't agree with that. Then you, you, don't, you don't need to be here. Why do you want to be in a place where you don't agree? So what I'm saying is that people, the pursuit of wealth have destroyed the world. You see, I was in Ivory because the pastor told me about a very strange story. He said, people want so much money. One day they were there, two four-by-fours came out of a sea in front of the people. They went for sacrifice under the sea. And in daytime, those people drove from the sea out. The man collapsed when he saw them. He passed out. I'm talking about a real story. So when I went to preach, the pastor, the level of witchcraft here is big. People are driving with their cars, going down the sea, having meetings and coming out. I say, oh, I drive to heaven and I come for meetings. <laughs> going under the sea, that's a small thing. Me, I'm going to heaven and coming here. So I don't know what you see. Small, small, small. Yes. Then they say they put the drum under the sea. They play it once a year. Uh, there is a festival. You know the festival. They go under the sea, they retrieve the drum, and they come and they play. When they finish, they put it under the sea. The drum sleeps there for the whole year until they pick it up. And when we went to the meeting, apparently they undermined us. The first night was mind-blowing. So they gathered themselves. And I said, these guys are not small, small as we thought. You know the second night, what happened? They strike the, the building where we were. Light everywhere except the building. Everything was in place, but no light. When they strike the light, the power of God moved on. Hey, I've never seen something. God allowed them to strike it to show us that it does not need the light to work. We had, oh my Lord. People put their cell phone and the light of the cell phone, miracles were happening here. The power of God was flowing. And, and then we realized God is good. The third night, they couldn't come there. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, 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 so what I'm trying to tell you is that whatever you are pursuing is too small in comparison to the grace of the Lord. So, so don't worry about, don't worry about money so much that will drive you uh, to go and play things that are demonically inspired, that are, that are satanic altars that you are building your life on because for you to win the lotto, somebody needs to lose. Some family are broke. Because they put all the money in Lotto and you take that money of curse. That's why those who win 20 million, where are they? Look for them. Have you seen a billionaire starting with Lotto? Ah, why? Some people win millions, but when you see them in five years, it's all gone. It's money that is tempered with, it's blood money. So I'm trying to tell you, we, we don't play. People can play it, but we, we don't play it. We, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm, not saying, I'm not saying no one should play it. I say people can play it, but we, we don't. We, this family, we don't. Say, as for me and my house, we don't. Hallelujah. So you get wealth consistently by working and by trusting God. Don't only pray to get money. Work. Mm-hmm. 
If you are in school, study. Don't, these crazy ideas that God will give me my certificate, study. Oh, the boy that was not studying, and that, and uh, before the exam, the night he put his his papers, his notebook on his head, <laughs> and he put the Bible on top of it, and was rekashada He thought it would sink into his brain. He failed. It does not work like that. There is a principle that God has given. Be dedicated in your business. Be committed work and trust God to water the fruit of your labor. Acquire wealth in stages. Ask God to give you ideas for businesses and ask him to bless it. But when he gives you ideas for business, ask him to give you wisdom how to run it. Because some of you, you have business and you spend the money like that. Yes. You don't know what is profit, what is capital. <laughs> when the money comes in, oh, this bag, this, this bag, I've been looking for it. It's a polo bag, I've been looking for it. Then, then you use the 10,000, you buy the bag, then you can't invest anymore. Then you come at church. The, then the devil is after me. My business has gone up. No, it's not the devil. It's your own stupidity that is after you. There is no devil after you. It's you that is after yourself. You need, you need to learn this thing. Isn't that law of increase? You need to understand and be wise. I say be wise. Be wise. Uh-huh. When they hire you somewhere, give your best. Yes. And God will reward what you give. I'm praying that the Lord may bless you today. Hallelujah. I say I pray that the Lord may bless you. The law of increase, and the Bible says that if you want to be rich, uh, if you want to be rich overnight, you fall into all kind of trap. Yeah. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. So some of you have your lotto, your, how do you call them, those stuff? Lotto and what? Eh? Power? Powerball and whatever. Is it all? No, there is a horse thing. What is the horse one? This one, I must make an altar call. Bring them, throw them here. Some of you, it's in your pocket. You even come to church with that thing. Maybe we have to check all the bags, we'll be surprised. And we'll see here. We're worshiping. With those things. <laughs> God is good and God will provide. God will see your way out. I have never, the Bible says that David said, I was young now, I'm old. I have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor he descended begging for bread. So I'm here to, I'm here to, it doesn't matter how it's going on in your life, you will not be forsaken. You will not beg for your bread, for the Lord will make a way where it seems to be no ways. When everything seems to be stuck, the Lord will arise in, from his throne and make a way for you. Therefore, you don't need to be discouraged. You don't need to, to be all over the show. The Lord is your provider. You shall never be put to shame and you shall never be disgraced. For the Lord your God will go before you and will see your way through. There is nothing that will cause you to be ashamed because you are walking the Lord of hosts. 
Hallelujah. That's the blessing that we have for you. That you may go and prosper. Say the law of increase. Now it's time for repentance. Yes, we need to repent. Mudimu, help us. Mudimu, help us. Help us. Help us. Trust in the Lord with all your hearts. And all your ways acknowledge him. For he shall direct your paths. Trust in the Lord with all your hearts. I want you to know that doesn't matter what is going on. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Trust the Lord with all your heart. I've seen the Lord doing things that are mind-blowing. Sometimes it felt like this time I'm going to fail, but at the end the Lord turned the situation around for his own glory. I've seen Jesus performing things in front of me that are outrageous. The Lord of hosts is by your side. You will not collapse. You will not be destroyed. God is God. So this morning I want us to repent from all the ways that are not of the Lord. And all the, you know, when I was young, I was also playing Lotto. Young, younger. <laughs> I believe I'm still young. Amen. Hallelujah. So, I was playing Lotto. And uh, we scratch, we're scratching. And this thing is so funny. In those days, three things must look like. You scratch, you scratch, and two look like in the middle one doesn't. Then you think, oh, I nearly got it. And you run, you buy another one. And this time, one, but two, you said, no. Third one. <laughs> I don't know if it happened to you. It has happened to me. When you were scratching with task code, oh, Lord, please help me. You pray. You know why the Lord said don't? Because the Lord no one doesn't want you to trust anything beside him. He doesn't want you to trust anything beside him. He wants you to trust him with all your heart and all your understanding. So I know some of you are playing. I must be honest. So we need to repent and say, Lord, give me grace. Because it's tempting. This thing is calling me calm. When you pass next to it, I'm surprised. Sometimes I, I go to the shop with my wife to do a few things, and you see a line the other side. So one time I thought, but this line goes quicker than ours. So I went and stood there with my staff. I said, no, you want to buy it? Not here. Here we are playing. So people are lining up for that. And their lives are being destroyed. Because, let me tell you something. You will never see a disciplined man playing that. When you play that, it's a, it's a lack of discipline. You need to acknowledge it. And it's not, it's not a shameful thing. It's a lot, I lack discipline in that area. I've lost my trust. I've lost my confidence. I'm looking all over the shoe to be helped. feels like no one is hearing me. But today I want to repent and put my trust in you. Can we pray that prayer? Let's pray together. Thank you, Jesus. Well, let's stand up and pray that prayer. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Pray that prayer. Pray quickly. 
prayed quickly, said, Lord, help me, help me, help me. I talk about the law of increase. I wanted to pray and say to the Lord, increase me. Lord, increase me. Lord, increase me. Lord, I pray that your grace may be upon me. Lord Jesus, help me, help me, help me, Lord. 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 I need you. I need you more than I need myself. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Lord, help me. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Lord. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Lord. Father, I thank you. Lord, I thank you. I give you praise. I adore you, Jesus. Help me, Jesus. Help me, Lord. I want you to put down all these things, put them at the altar, and say to me, Lord, I need you. And I want you to be honest with me today, eh? because some of the stuff, we don't need to be ashamed. We all did it. So if you are in that case, I want you to pray and say, Lord, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, dear Lord Jesus, here I am. I heard the message about the law of increase. I'm asking you to give me grace. Give me increase in all the areas of my life. Give me wisdom. Give me discipline to follow your instruction. Because I know your breakthrough lies in your instructions. I receive instruction today by the grace of our Lord Jesus. I receive it. Amen. Hallelujah. You may be seated. You may be seated. If you are here and you are not born again and you want to receive Jesus today, can you lift up your hand from where you are? Say, today I want to I want to receive Jesus. I want to make him my Lord and Savior. Is there anyone this morning that is in that case that want to make Jesus his Lord and Savior? Do we have anyone here this morning? Oh, we are all born again. Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Can you stand up from where you are? I want to see you. Hallelujah. Is he alone? Come. Come to me. Come. Anyone else? Anyone else, please come and let's pray. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, son. By the time you have the conviction, you were already born again. You understand that? But we're going to help you to just make it as a testimony in front of all of us. Say, dear Lord Jesus, I thank you for your blood. Thank you, Father, for giving Jesus. Today, I opened my heart and I received Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. Forgive my sins. Wash me clean with your blood. Today, I put my trust in Jesus Christ. I declare with my mouth that he's my Lord. I believe in my heart that he died for my sins and he rose again. He's coming back. He is my Lord and my Savior. I submit to him 
from today on. Give me your Holy Spirit to walk this walk. I thank you for I am born again. In Jesus' name, amen. Receive the anointing of the Holy Spirit and may the Father be with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah.